Hey everyone, welcome back to the Live With Rachel podcast. I'm Rachel and today we're going to be continuing going through the book of Romans. So in the last episode, we were confronted with the hard truth that the whole world is actually guilty before God because no one is perfect and no one can actually boast in all of the good things that they do. Paul actually breaks all of that down and why every part about us is sinful. So if you want to learn more about all of that, check out the previous episode because he breaks down every little thing that makes us sinful and how we really don't have a leg to stand on in terms of saying like, oh, well, I'm a good person, so... I'm going to go to heaven probably. But at the end of everything that Paul says in the in the last episode, it ends on a high note, it ends on a positive note because in realizing all of this stuff and how the Old Testament law can't actually save us, Paul says that God must save us. Like he must save sinners by some other means, and that's what we're going to be exploring for the rest of the letter. So you can all, you can all smile now and we can all relax and we can stop feeling bad about ourselves. <laughs> So the theme for the second section of the letter is salvation. Paul's already proven that we're all sinners, so how exactly can we be saved? The theological term for this salvation is justification by faith. And what that means is it's the act of God where he declares a believing sinner righteous or pure, blameless, whatever word you want to use, basically in Christ on the basis of what Jesus did on the cross. Each part of this is going to be important, so I'm going to go through it kind of carefully and in depth, so please bear with me. I hope that this all makes sense in the end. So to start with, justification is an act, it's not a process. Each person has the same right standing before God, and also justification is something that God does. It's definitely not something that we do. We can't ever justify ourselves before God. You can't give God a list of all the great and amazing things that you did while you're alive and use that as evidence and say, hey, here's all the reasons why I believe I should be going to heaven. No, you you can't do that. God is the one who does that. Also, justification is a legal term. It's where God's putting the righteousness of Jesus on our record in the place of our own sinfulness. And no one, no one ever, like not you, not me, not Satan, like no one can change that record back. Another term that I want to explain is this, sanctification. Sanctification is the process where God makes the person more and more like Jesus. It may change from day to day. It may look different. You, you might feel like it's working more on one day as opposed to another day, but that's, it's going to be a constant process, whereas justification is a thing that never changes. When someone believes in Jesus, God declares them righteous, and that declaration can never be taken back. God then looks on us and deals with us as though we have never sinned. But how does God even do this? It just sounds like something that's just too good to be true, like a fake and flimsy idea that just has no foundation to stand on because it's just too good to be true. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be covering what Paul says about that. But first, he explains what justification by faith is, and then he illustrates justification by faith from the life of Abraham. So I'm about to read a bit of a big section, so please bear with me. I'm going to read all of it first, and then we're going to break it down verse by verse and dissect it from there. So we're going to be reading Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 31, and I'm going to be reading it in the New Living Translation. So it says this, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. 
Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sanctified his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast, then, that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. So let's back up to the top at verse 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. So under the Old Testament law, righteousness came by people behaving a particular kind of way. But under the gospel, the good news of what Jesus has done for us, righteousness is now coming to us by believing in him. Verse 22 says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Believe it or not, but everyone does have some kind of faith. But faith is only as good as its object, and we all trust in something, whether it's ourselves or in something or someone else, but with Christians, they trust in Jesus. Now, you can't just say the phrase, oh, I trust in God and be done with it, and that's going to guarantee you going to heaven, because just saying that doesn't actually save you. But what does save you is having a real, authentic, personal and individual faith in Jesus And that's what saves and justifies us, because like we established in previous episodes, God knows and sees our hearts. The Bible even says that the demons from hell believe in God and tremble, yet this does not save them. So what do you think that says about having a real and authentic faith? Okay, verse 23 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. We covered this one in detail in the last episode, but basically... There's no difference between people when it comes to condemnation. God has declared that everyone, every single person is guilty so that he might be able to offer everyone his free gift of salvation. Verse 24 says, Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So God has two kinds of attributes, one of them being absolute, meaning that what he is in himself, and relative meaning how he relates to the world and to people. So one of God's absolute attributes is love. And I'm sure you hear this a lot. People say all the time, God is love. And when God relates that love to you and me, it becomes grace and mercy. And God in his mercy does not give us what we do deserve. And God in his grace gives us what we do not deserve. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) We are justified without a cause and there's no cause in us that would earn the salvation of God anyway. It's all because of grace. 
Verses 24 to 25, I'm going to reread it again. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. So I'm rereading verse 24 because I really want to emphasize that salvation may be free, but it was definitely not cheap. God's law had to be satisfied somehow, and he did it through Jesus. So through him, the law has had its demands met. And because of that, God can now freely forgive those who come to Christ. So when you read the word blood, you know what exactly that price was. Jesus had to die on the cross in order to satisfy the law and to justify those people. So if you want to learn more about why this is the way that it is and where this tradition comes from, I would really encourage you to read Leviticus chapter 16, but I'm just going to quickly summarize it here. So there are two goats. (laughs) One goat, it was usually killed and its blood would be taken into the Holy of Holies, which was the inner sanctuary of the tabernacle where the Ark of the Covenant was and also where God's presence would appear. And they would sprinkle the uh, the goat's blood on the mercy seat, which was a golden cover on the Ark of the Covenant. And it would also cover the two tablets of the law, which was inside of the Ark. And those two tablets were the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses. And that blood would temporarily meet the righteous demands of God. The priest would then put his hands on the head of the other goat and confess the sins of the people. And then the goat would be taken outside and sent into the wilderness. And that would symbolize the carrying away of sins. Just like in Psalms 103 verse 12, it actually says, he has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. So back then, the blood of animals could never really permanently take away sin. It could only cover it until the time came when Jesus would inevitably come and permanently take it all away and give us salvation. So it never cost you or me anything personally to be saved, but it cost God the life of his son. Moving on to verse 26, it says, For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his eyes when they believe in Jesus. God needs to be perfectly consistent with himself. He can't break his own laws or violate his own nature. If that were the case, then he wouldn't be a very good God then, would he? (laughs) The Bible says that God is love and God is light, right? So a God of love wants to forgive sinners, but a God of holiness must punish evil and sin and uphold his law. You don't want bad people to get away with the bad things that they've done, right? So how can he be both good and just? And his answer is Jesus. When Jesus suffered God's wrath on the cross for the sins of the entire world, he fully met the demands of God's law and also fully expressed the love of God's heart. Like I said earlier, the animal sacrifices were only a temporary cover. It was never supposed to be a permanent solution, but Jesus was able to reach all the way back into the day of Adam's sin and wash that all completely away. Verses 27 to 31 says, Can we boast then? that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law, it is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. 
After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does that mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Because Paul knew that he would have Jewish readers, Jewish people reading this letter, he wanted to speak more on the relationship of the gospel to the law. So the doctrine of justification by faith is not actually against the law. It actually establishes the law. God had obeyed his own law in working out the plan of salvation. Jesus in his life and death completely fulfilled the demands of the law. He is consistent with his own nature and his own law. If you could only be saved by doing good things and following the law perfectly, then we could have the ability to boast in ourselves. But the principle of believing through faith makes it impossible for us to boast in ourselves. All we can do is boast in how wonderful and amazing Jesus is. So I'm just going to leave it there. That's going to wrap up this episode. We can't boast in ourselves. We can only boast in Jesus because he was the one who did the work to save us. You and I didn't die for our sins on the cross. Only Jesus did that. Anyway, I can't wait to get into the next episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope I did a good job of explaining justification and sanctification. If you have any more questions, I encourage you to look them up for yourselves. And um, I really hope that you have a great rest of your week. And in the next one, we're definitely going to cover Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 25. So I will see you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs>